Gather round and join KPA for this week's safety meeting, the podcast that makes you smarter about current trends and best practices in workforce safety. Today, we've brought back KPA's product director of training, Sean Smith, to talk about microlearning and how this targeted approach can help improve the effectiveness of your safety training programs. Thanks for joining us, Sean. Why don't you start by giving us a definition of microlearning? What is it exactly, and how does it differ from other kinds of training? Yeah, so I think the simplest explanation is short, easily digestible information that can train staff on the go or quickly. It's not really limited to a specific type of training. It could be a course, it could be a video, group exercise. Really, I think the key there is being as creative as you can and trying to really make impact. Like to me, that's the number one thing about what micro learning is. It's it's trying to reiterate and support these really important concepts that you want people to understand. And you don't want to waste a lot of time. They should be easy to put together and easy to actually execute and train. Fantastic. So how might a company incorporate micro learning into their existing training programs? Well, Microlearning shouldn't be a replacement for all training. The way I really like to think about it is that, you know, you have training that, especially compliance-based training, that needs to be a certain length in order to really be effective. So sometimes you're going to have training that takes 20 minutes, 40 minutes, three hours, and those topics need to be done in a certain way in order to get through the content that's required. So the way I would think about micro learning would really be to supplement that training and to help it prove its effectiveness following up after the fact versus trying to take a really long, complicated subject and break it up because that could cause a different issue if you're not covering all of the things necessary in that right time frame for people to fully understand it. You don't want to come back a week later, you know, oh, stop here. We'll come back a week later and pick up because then you're having a whole nother problem of people remembering where they began and then you have to refresh in order to start. So, you know, you want to break it into those things that you can have in a couple minute conversation and try to make it interesting and fun. Use stories where you can, things that really help people attach it to their memories and make it come up when they need it to. Gotcha. So this is in addition to the other things that you're already doing, and I imagine probably helps with retention over time. Definitely. That's that's the goal. For sure. So let's talk a little bit about delivery. What would you say are the best practices or the best ways to deliver this type of micro learning? Well, one really great thing I think about micro learning is that it's very flexible. And so it can be done in groups, in person. It can be done, you know, individuals online. It can be games you play together. It can be trying something, simulating an environment, lots of different ways to do it. I think the key is you want it to be in shorter spurts of time that allow people to kind of get a lot out of that little bit. And then I really think the key is, uh, you know, you'll hear it thrown around a little bit called space repetition, which is basically that you want to come back to these topics on a regular basis in order to make the most impact. So in a lot of cases, you could cover a topic once with a short 
micro learning, and it would probably be effective for that. But it gets really powerful when you're trying to improve ongoing issues that are occurring in certain areas or with certain activities. You want to help people avoid a specific kind of injury. Then approaching that three different ways over a couple months really helps with retention and understanding. So we've talked about this from kind of the broader perspective. Let's bring it down to some specific examples. Are there any particular clients that you think have done this really well as an example of what micro learning looks like in the real world? Yeah, so I, you know, really I kind of like go back to where we kind of started with it, which was years ago actually. We had a client who uh had a series of serious injuries. And I believe it really, they had multiple minor injuries and one major injury, very similar to each other in the same area, using the same equipment. And they came to us, you know, because we had provided their refresher, you know, annual OSHA training and said, could you help us make a recreation of this to help people understand what happened and how they could avoid it in the future. So that's really where we started with it. We made a three minute animation of that. And one thing when we were going through that, that we thought was really important and something we still do this day with incident animations and near misses is we at the end put corrective actions. So it's a short video that shows you exactly what happened. And then at the very end, it just has two or three corrective actions. Here's the things you need to know to help you avoid this kind of incident. So from there, we actually got permission to use that training with all of our customers. So we shared it to all of our subscribers and it was pretty much immediately widely accepted and multiple clients actually reached out to produce more. And we just continued to grow this offering within our catalog. And it also morphed into some other topics as well. So we, we started to do incident recreations as well as near miss recreations, employee interviews, family interviews, working safely at home, all of these, you know, micro topics, uh, toolbox talks, serious injury, fatality prevention topics. So all of these coming really from us just realizing that this shorter format was a great way to help people like understand and also filled a need for a lot of clients of wanting more material to talk to their employees about and wanting to have something for a toolbox talk or for a quick huddle in the morning. You know, maybe they'll stretch real quick and talk about what they're going to do for the day and then look at a really quick video. So we just started to really grow our library based on that. But I, I think the key for us was working with our clients and also just a key in general, and this is really more of all training, but especially training that you want to be effective. I think it really needs to, it needs to be real. It needs to feel authentic and it needs to be something that the user and the learner can identify with. If you think about like throughout your life, the lessons that you've learned that you've like carried on that you learned from another person, I feel like most of those have a story attached to them and that story is what has that impact. And so that's what we try to do with the micro learning that we create. But you know, we're going even further with it as we're, you know, looking at different ways of doing interactive exercises and gamifying and again, trying to find ways to just make these things stick and make it really make an impact on the learner. So they are constantly thinking of it. 
when I see an incident occur, the thing that always stands out to me, and I've seen lots of incident footage from security cameras and production cameras over the years, and the thing that really always sticks out to me is how fast it happens and how little time they have to really think about what they can do in that moment. And so if these little pieces of information can help them think about how to prevent that from occurring in the first place, how to put themselves in a better position that it doesn't happen, then they don't have to try and react in this unbelievably short amount of time that's almost impossible to react to when a really serious injury typically occurs. It sounds like microlearning is specifically well-suited to help with the effectiveness of an existing training program. What about tracking and measurement, knowing that's important as well? Is this a type of learning that can be tied into the other tools that you're using to track your training programs? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you need that tool to help you measure how much you're doing. And it does also help you in seeing how effective the training you're doing is, especially when you're comparing it to your injury rates and your incidents, and especially your non-incident, you know, near misses and close calls. So I think you do want to keep track of it in that way. Also, there's a lot of just really exciting stuff going on now with learning management systems where you can take content like this and you can gamify it, as we like to say, where you can create leaderboards and get people to sort of compete to in a healthy way to learn more and more and also making content accessible basically all the time. So when an employee has a moment and they're thinking, you know, I'm not really sure what the best way to do this is, if they know that you have that resource available to them, they will go look at it when they need it and having it at their fingertips, I think is huge. So having that mobile accessibility, having online tracking and reporting as well as notifications live to tell them when they need to do things or haven't done things, all that I think is critical when you wrap it in to the entire program, which ultimately you just want to have as well-rounded, thorough of a training program as you can in order to make it effective. It's great that you don't have to sacrifice that sort of tracking a measurement component when you're meeting learners where they are. And last question, you've covered this a little bit in talking about seeing what's really effective with one client and being able to apply it in other places. Beyond that, can you talk about how KPA goes about developing microlearning? Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, we work with our clients to help identify the best subjects for creating microlearning topics on. You know, another thing that we do that I don't think many others do is, you know, our videographers and our script writers are actually experienced safety professionals. So they're bringing experience as well into what we're doing. And they... They know from their experience how to talk to clients and people affected by these different types of injuries and near misses. So we're applying all of that as well, but we're always trying to kind of expand it because we don't want to really only focus on incidents that have occurred. We want to prevent possible incidents from occurring, maybe even things that weren't as obvious of uh, leading indicators on. So that's an area where we're constantly working on different approaches, both in using data and then using using different tools for creating different interactions and types of uh, microlearning or even full-length learnings that, that we think will be uh, you know, effective. Really, our goal is to arm the safety manager with the tools in order to keep track of where they're at and where their employees are, but also the employees themselves with everything they need in order to keep themselves and their coworkers safe. Well, Sean, I think that's a perfect place to end. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Safety Meeting, KPA's podcast that makes you smarter about current trends and best practices in workforce safety. If you like what you're hearing, please consider following the show and leaving us a rating or review. It helps other listeners like you find us. Stay safe out there.